You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2-0, Bregman drives this deep to left field. It sends back Santander at the wall, looking up, see you later! A two-run home run for Alex Bregman, and it's 2-0 Astros. Bregman goes deep for the 28th time. Alvarez drills this one deep to right center field, and you can kiss that one goodbye! Utah Street, a mammoth home run for Alvarez, and the Astros go up three to nothing. Back to back, Jacks. Alvarez is 15. That's grounded right side, diving and unable to get it. Alberto, as that goes into right center, around third, Guriel. He will score. Reddick is on with an RBI single, and it's four to one Astros. One one hit high in the air and deep to left field. Going back, Santander at the wall. He leaves, and that ball is gone. A two-run home run for Jose Altuve. The Astros' third home run of the game. And it is six to one, Astros. Bregman smashes one pretty deep to center. Racing back on it, diving. He can't get it. That's Wilkerson. It goes to the wall. Brantley around third. He will score. Bregman, a turn at second, will hold there with an RBI double. And it's seven to one in favor of the Astros. And a balk has been called on Brooks. And as a result, Bregman scores. Brooks can't believe it. Just to add insult to injury, it's 8-1 Astros. Here's the 2-1, and this one's belted. Deep to left field, left center field. That's the Astros' fourth home run of the game, and it's over both bullpens in left center. Correa with a blast makes it 9-1. It's sharply up the middle and into center field for a base hit. Around third is Bregman. He comes home and scores without a throw. An RBI single for Correa. His second run batted into the night. 10-1 Astros. Guriel smashes one pretty deep to left center field. Santander going back. He'll have to play that off the wall. Alvarez around third and coming home. An RBI double for Yuli Guriel. 11-1 the score. Springer drives this pretty deep to left field. Racing over Santander. He dives. He can't get it. It hits off his glove. Correa scores. Guriel scores. Springer into second base, sliding in well ahead of the throw. A two-run double, and it's 13-1 Astros. That's chopped right side. Fielded by Davis. He spins, throws the second for one on the first with Scott covering from VR, and that's a double play. A run scores as Marisnik comes in, and the Astros' lead is 14-1. First pitch out to Vay, and he lines it in the left field for a base hit. That'll score another run. The Astros lead 15-1. 2-1. And that's hit in the left field. That's a base hit. Springer around third. He'll score on the RBI single by Marisnik. Makes it 16-1. to And this one's belted. Deep right field for Alvarez, and that's going to clear him. That's a deep shot to right for Jordan, a grand slam. The Astros lead 20 to 1. And that's hit in the right center field. That's going to get down for a base hit. Around third, Altuve. He will score. Diaz at RBI single. He's 3 for 3. And the Astros lead 21 to 2. And this ball's belted deep to right center field. And you can kiss that one goodbye. A three homer game for Jordan Alvarez. And the Astros lead it 23 to 2. Oh, my goodness. And that is the ball game. All Astros tonight as they blow out the Baltimore Orioles by a final of 23-2. to That is eight consecutive victories for the Astros. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. 
This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Maryland, where today the Houston Astros wrap up a three-game series against the Baltimore Orioles. Astros have taken the first two games of this series, including a 23-2 win yesterday as the Astros set a club record for runs scored, tied a club record for hits, a bunch of other club records in that game as well. As Jordan Alvarez tied a club record with three homers, drove in seven. Yuli Gurriel had four hits as the Astros have won eight in a row and eight of their last 21, while Baltimore has lost five in a row and seven of their last eight. Astros 77 and 40, first in the AL West, 11 games up on Oakland. Orioles last in the AL East at 38 and 78, 37 and a half games behind the Yankees. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Astros will send Justin Verlander to the mound, 15-4 and four on the year, looking to break a tie with the Yankees, Domingo Herman for most wins in the baseball. Yeah, it's amazing what he's able to do at this age. We're starting to see some of the numbers with Verlander, and you compare him to Nolan Ryan and Randy Johnson, the things he's able to do, and he just keeps getting better. Uh, the hits per innings pitch is ridiculous. Uh, the strikeout totals, the low walks, all of those things. But he's a craftsman. I mean, he's continuing to, to learn ways to get a little bit better. He experiments with things, takes them into the ball game. Uh, the high breaking ball, things like that, you just never heard of in years past. But Verlander's kind of the, uh, the cutting edge uh, of trying to tinker with things just to get better. Orioles going with right-hander Asher Wojciechowski, who's never faced the Astros before, but he was actually in the Astros' season opening rotation back in 2015. Orioles' his third big league team. Yeah, so, so they had a working knowledge with Mike Elias and Sig Dell with the Orioles organization, knowing that, you know what, there's a couple of things that we may be able to tinker with, like uh, so many teams are doing, the four-seam fastball up in the zone. The other thing is is that uh, for a few years he didn't throw the cut fastball. He, he decided to scrap that pitch. Now it's become his best pitch, the cut fastball. He's getting a lot of swing and misses uh, on that pitch, so the Astros will probably have to try to take that away from him, look at the inner third of the plate and try to hit a mistake or two. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models, official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, I mean, not much went wrong. Really nothing went wrong for the Astros in their 23-2 win in yesterday's ball game. And, I mean, just an absolutely historic performance. And when you just look up and down this lineup, obviously yesterday was this lineup at its best, but you think about what Jordan Alvarez has been able to do and the home runs he was hitting. Carlos Correa, longest home run in the StatCast era in this ballpark. Yuli Gurriel, four hits. I mean, this lineup, they don't have a chance to put up 23 runs every game, obviously, but they have a chance to be explosive more often than not. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm always thinking about when you go through this Astros lineup, if you're the opposing pitcher and you fall behind in the count. And that's always a time when you're a pitcher. You just you have to glance over to the on-deck circle and note, can I, can I go at this – hitter that I'm facing right now or do I do I have an opportunity to pitch around him you can't pitch around anybody in this lineup right, right. now uh, maybe a couple of guys will get cold every once in a while but right now one through seven this Astros lineup is on fire they certainly are and they'll look to continue that this afternoon up next we'll be joined as we are every Sunday by Jeff Luno Astros president of baseball operations and general manager but now this from your local station big drives dramatic putts and great fun with friends Tickets for the 2019 Houston Open are on sale now. Ticket options for this year's event held at the Golf Club of Houston on October 7th through 13th include daily general admission tickets, week-long tickets, and premium ticket packages. Make your plans now to take part in one of the PGA Tour's premier events. 
Visit HoustonOpenGolf.com to find tickets and all the info on this year's event. Come for the golf. Stay for the party. And welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined as we are every Sunday by Astros President of Baseball Operations and General Manager Jeff Luno before the Astros wrap up this series with Baltimore. And uh, what a game for the Astros last night. And uh, 23 runs, setting a club record. Obviously an Orioles team that's in the middle of a, of a rebuild. And, of course, you're very familiar with the, the two guys who are, are helming this and Mike Elias and, and Sig Dell. I, I know you're happy for them. I'm sure you're really happy you've won these first two, though. Well, we are. This is we, we have a really fun team right now. We're clicking on all cylinders, and that's great to see. I was sitting with both Mike and Sig last night during the game, and at some point I had to leave because uh, <laughs> it, it just felt a little strange. But, you know, they've got they've got the work cut out for them, but they've, they've done this before, and I have full confidence that they're going to turn this uh, organization in the right direction and where it needs to go. And it's such a beautiful ballpark and such a great fan base here. It reminds me a lot of the fan base in St. Louis. It's multi-generational. It's, you know all ages and they really come out and support their team and they like smart baseball so i think it's a good good market jeff what, what went so incredibly right for you guys obviously you had the plan in place do you think there was a, a little bit of fortune and i know there's a lot of hard work and the player development side and everything some trades have to hit but uh, what else is in there well i think we inherited some good players that were in the system already you talk yeah. about keichel and, and springer and altuve we added really good young players in Correa and Bregman, and we made some trades to bring guys in that had good, you know, good years with us, and made some good waiver claims. It was there's a lot of luck involved. There's a lot of people involved. You know, I get to talk about it a lot, but the number of people involved in getting us to where we are today is really, uh, you know, I, it would, I would spend the whole show just talking about them, but. Um, it, it's it's a team effort, and you know we're hopefully going to win uh, our division again this year and have a chance to do something special because this is a really fun time in Astros baseball. Do you think it's harder now to do a rebuild than it was when you came on board uh, before the 2012 season? In part because, like, you think about the analytics. Yeah. Every team has some sort of analytic uh, inclination now, so maybe some of the advantages you had when you were starting out with the Astros maybe wouldn't be there now. I think that's right. There weren't too many teams going through the type of thing we were doing. The Cubs were doing it. We were doing it. Right. Yeah, there was just a handful. And we did have the advantage that we were able to take a, you know, take a lead in the area of technology and, and information. And that provided us with an advantage, which today is probably harder to get. I'm sure there are other areas of advantage. And there's going to be a lot of these teams that are rebuilding right now that are going to be good in three or four years. Our, our challenge, obviously, is to stay ahead of them as much as possible. And that's, that's going to be our goal. Jeff, it seemed like after 2015, when you lost to the Royals in the division series, you wanted to take some of the, the chance out of things. So you wanted more hitters to put the ball in play, yeah. and you wanted more pitchers to be able to strike guys out. Is that fair? It's fair. I think we had guys that, you know, sort of feast or famine, and we had uh -huh. a good year in 15, got off to a good start, and then made the playoffs on the last day. And, you know, it, our, our youth was exposed during that series with Kansas City, I think, and that's why we didn't go on. But... It gave us a taste of what could happen. So as we formulated the team for for the next few years, we wanted to make sure we had pitchers that had stuff that swing and miss stuff, which is what we were looking for, and hitters that, that weren't going to kill rallies by striking out with runners in scoring position. I can't tell you how many times, even in 15, when right. we had a good year, mm -hmm. you know, we'd leave runners at third base with, with one out because we couldn't get them in. And now our team is so good at that. You talk about, you know, Yuli's an RBI machine. Jordan's turned into an RBI machine, and that's not even counting the guys that make the best contact, which is Altuve and Bregman and the rest of them. 
So you can't even say Jordan's name with, without smiling. <laughs> I mean, you, as soon as you said his name, you just light up. It, that's the way we are. I mean, it's, it's, it's just so funny. So much fun to watch. And the fact that, you know, he's now breaking records. I mean, it's one thing to break Albert Pujols' record. It's another thing when you start talking about Ted Williams. Yeah. And, this kid has really been incredible, and he's he's got a smile on his face every day when he comes back in the clubhouse, and he's got such a good, even temperament that nothing seems to rattle him. So it's going to be so much fun to watch him the rest of this year as the stage gets bigger and the lights get brighter. How he reacts, I think it's gonna, he's going to be a really fun player for the, for the rest of the year. I want to ask you about Brad Peacock. He pitched a, a rehab game yesterday for AAA Round Rock and uh, went a third of an inning. Gave up 16 pitches. I know the plan was for him to pitch yesterday and then pitch again today. Is that part of the reason, uh, the short outing yesterday? Yeah, I mean, we want to test him out to see how resilient he is right now. You know, he did a nice job in the bullpen last year with, with you know, Sanchez having two good outings now. It's more than likely that Brad, we're not sure exactly how he's going to be used, but there's a good chance he'll be used in the bullpen. So we want to make sure that he can do back-to-back and, and that he feels healthy because last time we brought him back, he got all the way... Yeah, he got really close, and then we had he had a setback, so we want to avoid that. And welcome back once again, joined by Jeff Luno before the Astros take on the Orioles in Baltimore. And, you know, we were talking about Brad Peacock right before the break and uh, working his way back, hopefully is back in, the, in, a, in a few days. And Josh James, he's trying to work his way back as well down in, in Florida. Ryan Presley coming back this week. You added Joe Biagini. A lot of competition in that Astros bullpen right now. And there, there are going to be some tough decisions, especially if you think about potential October rosters. No question. I mean, first is how do we squeeze all these guys on in our August before rosters expand? Once rosters expand, everybody's going to get a chance and, and maybe see a few guys come up from the minors. But really, um, you know, making that postseason roster, there's been times the last few years where we've had to leave guys off that have really helped us throughout the season because they don't necessarily match up well against who we're facing. And you know, whether it's Cleveland or Minnesota or the Yankees or Tampa or Oakland or whoever, you know, A.J. does a really good job with the coaching staff of figuring out, you know, is this a good Joe Smith matchup? Is this a good Biagini matchup? And that'll determine who we keep on the roster. But, you know, all these guys have a little bit of sense of urgency. I think one of the things I like about this team right now is that even though we have a comfortable division lead, you know, we want to stay ahead of the other teams. We want that home field advantage. We want everybody who has individual accomplishments. So there's still a lot that everybody's fighting for out there, and that's going to keep us motivated, hopefully, all the way till the last day. Jeff, switch gears just a little bit. After all the trades, you lose a lot of depth, especially pitching-wise. Uh, who's some of the next wave? We hear about Christian Javier. Uh, Solis and some of the other guys. Are there some sleepers out there that we need to start keeping track of? Yeah, well, obviously we've got, you know, Urquidy back in the minors now uh-huh. and Sneed there, and those guys will, you know, be back up here in September more than likely. But Christian Javier's a, a big arm. Solis is coming back from injury. You know, we like our, our Latin players that are um, down on the farm. There's a lot of them that have big arms, but they're not quite, you know, on the radar to, to help us, you know, certainly not this year, right. hopefully next year. And then the guys that we just drafted the last couple of years, there's some, there's some good performers down there from college and you know we the, we did take a big hit in the pitching depth when we traded all the guys that we traded um, you know even starting with Thornton last offseason and then obviously JBB and Martin and uh, the rest of the guys that we've moved out but uh, one of our scouting departments a really good job of finding arms and whether they're junior college college or high school and developing them so they'll they'll be here there'll be a whole list of guys next year that we're not even anticipating right now yeah and that's I mean you talk about 
quality of farm system, depth of farm system. Yeah. That's a lot of times when you get tested is when you make trades like the Astros did at the deadline and who, what guys are able to step up, whether it's move up another level or, or, or enter the system uh, brand new. Yeah, no, you're right about that. I mean, our pitching development philosophy, a lot of it's talked about in the big leagues, but really where we but done really well as well is in the minor leagues because we're able to take guys, uh, you know, so many of our trades have included two, at least two pitchers and pitchers that weren't necessarily top prospects but became top prospects in our organization and other organizations like them. And that, if we keep doing that, I'm going to be able to hopefully trade for another ace next year at this time. <laughs> There's no coincidence. I don't think that the team is perfect since the trade deadline. And knowing what kind of a jolt that can do for for a clubhouse, uh, perfect in August so far. Uh, but I, I don't think you can understate that. What do you think? Well, I, it's nice to get off to a fast start, especially after you've made some big changes and you changed the clubhouse a little bit. And, you know, Granke's only had one start yeah. so far. Sanchez yeah. had two, and he's won both of them. And um, it's going to be fun to see, you know, the rest of this road trip. Obviously, we go into the White Sox. We can't take anything for granted there. And then we're going to Oakland, who's the toughest team in our division so far this year. So we're going to have to finish this uh, homestand, hopefully a winning homestand, and then get back home and, and continue to do what we're doing. But, you know, AJ's got a, a, a task in front of him, keeping the guys, you know, super motivated and focused as we get deeper and deeper into the season. Um, but I think, I think he's up for the task. And I think when you look at this Astros team and what they've done, the last few seasons I think that's been one of the strengths of this team is the way they come to play every single day it doesn't matter whether yeah. they're playing the Orioles or whether they're playing the Yankees there have been some bump, bumps in a row I remember getting swept or get, losing two out of three to the White Sox yep. in Chicago a couple of years ago but for the most part we haven't really seen that from this club the last couple of years yeah you're right and it's part of it is that you know you roll out a Cole a Verlander a Granke you know there's no there's no gaps really you know you're going to have a guy the next day that's going to be able to put it into a losing streak and you know, we're eight in a row right now. I think we had two 10-game winning streaks early in the uh -huh. season. We did have the one, you know, I think it was seven or eight-game lo losing streak, and that, and that happens throughout the season. Hopefully we're not going to have any more of those as we come down the stretch. Jeff, do you anticipate Kyle Tucker coming up in September? I do. He's done a nice job of continuing to mash down there. He hasn't complained about it. He hasn't had his agent call me and say, when's really? he coming up? He's just been... You know, and I think he sees Fisher's gone now. He's probably the next man up, and he knows that we're having a good year and we've got a full outfield. But in September, you know, he's done a nice enough job. Well, he'll come up here and, and, and hopefully get some meaningful playing time because, you know, he could work himself onto a playoff roster as well. Yeah, actually, Tucker's agent's been calling me. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. But uh, Tucker, he's made six starts at first base. Yeah. He started there yesterday. Uh, Abraham Toro, I've noticed, has been yeah. playing some second base, yep. mostly a, a third baseman. Uh, and has been swinging the bat well now up at, at AAA Round Rock. Is that in part to, I mean, we've seen it with Tucker, yeah. obviously, crowded outfield with Toro. Is it all thinking about his versatility and what sort of role he might fill once he gets here? Definitely. And I'll tell you, the Miles Straw experiment, if you uh -huh. will, where he started playing short and everybody thought we were kind of nuts for doing that. And then he gets to the big leagues and, you know, makes more than a dozen starts at shortstop, including behind some of our better pitchers. I think everybody in AAA noticed that and said, oh, boy, I now see the value of versatility. And Toro is a guy that can play multiple positions. You know, Tucker's thinking ahead, saying, look, how am I going to get on this team next year? Because they still got Reddick under contract. So still they're everybody. going to the coach wanting to play more positions? Yeah, no, we're, we've seen a, a much uh, increased interest in, in versatility and getting that extra glove. So it's working out for us. All right, Jeff Luno, Astros uh, President of Baseball Operations and General Manager. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. 
to get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.